This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Good morning and welcome to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Big show, great show for you this weekend. First up, Fraser Abley. An apprentice jockey who, after making quite a splash at racetracks out west, decided last fall to join the big fish in the big pond at Woodbine, where he's been getting regular mounts from some of the Toronto track's best trainers. October 13th, 2023 is a day this young phenom will not soon forget. He won his first ever race at Woodbine, and it would not be his last. We are very excited to welcome back to Ponies 24-7 the fearless and formidable Woodbine jockey Sheena Ryan. When she last joined us, Sheena was hard at it, recovering from a pretty terrible riding accident that had sidelined the superstar. She is on a very different journey of change now, proof positive that perseverance really pays off. And really great friend of the show, Bob McClure, a man who has truly made his mark on harness racing, is our guest this morning on Ponies 24-7. Bob, though, is on the shelf and hopefully on the mend after a recent off-track accident. We'll find out how things are going for this incredible driver in terms of recovery in just a moment. And finally, he's back. My co-host Larry Simpson will once again try to sniff out some potential betting gems at Woodbine Mohawk Park and some other North American tracks racing today with our Ponies Picks of the Day, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. It's going to be a fantastic show. Please get your HPI and Dark Horse accounts ready to go for some heavy-duty action. When we come back, Larry Simpson will join us with our new show feature, In Case You Missed It, Ponies 24-7's recap of the week that was in horse racing news, sponsored by RS Bulk Propane. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. More from the track when we come back on 105.9 The Region. Go from Dark Horse to Winner. Dark Horse is Woodbine's new easy-to-use betting app that brings the thrill of the track right to you. Its AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets straight out of the gate. Feel the excitement of live-streamed horse races wherever you go. Get $30 to start betting when you sign up today using promo code GET30. Download the app for free at PlayDarkHorse.com. Available on Android and Apple devices. The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie racetracks since 1950. The HBPA provides members and their hardworking employees with medical insurance, pensions, benevolence, negotiations with racetracks, and government, and provides vital industry information to the horse people. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca. Lymphoma Canada and Ponies 24-7 recommend that you don't horse around with lymphoma. Lymphoma affects the lymphatic system of both horses and humans, and currently there are over 100,000 Canadians living with the disease. Lymphoma is also the most common cancer diagnosis for adolescents and young adults. Visit lymphoma.ca slash ponies to donate to the Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma campaign. With your help, we can promote early detection, assist newly diagnosed patients, and support lymphoma research. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. 
Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. I'm Ann Romer. Let me bring in my fabulous co-host, Larry Simpson, and our, in case you missed it, a look at the week that was in horse racing news, sponsored by RS Bulk Propane. You always have your finger on the pulse, Larry, and here we go. So this, I find... A little disturbing. Should I be upset by this? There will be no more horse racing in the state of Michigan. Well, that's the way it stands now. The uh, last track, North Hill Downs, is running their final card tonight. The idea was they were going to shut North Hill down and open up a new track. And I guess there's been a decision made now that they're they're not going to uh, build that track. So, you know, Michigan used to be a real hotbed for uh, horse racing, for harness racing, and thoroughbred racing. Hazel Park used to have both. A lot of big races were on the standard side were run at Hazel Park. They shut down in 2018. There was Squaw Valley that shot down uh, uh, a few years ago. So it's 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 pretty sad. And yeah. I reached out to the Michigan uh, Harness Racing Association. Uh, they were president to see if I could get some sort of idea of what's going to happen. A statement from them. Yeah, yeah, and he didn't get back to me yet. So Is it the end of an era, do you think, then, I, in Michigan? I think it is, and oh, it's too bad because sorry. a lot of great horses, a lot of great yeah. horsemen came out of Michigan. Well, and my question to you is what will happen to them? And, of course, I always think what will, humans can take care of themselves, but what will happen to the horses? I don't know. That's the, good, yeah. that's the question yeah. of the day, I guess. Yeah. So. Yeah. Let's move on to something that's maybe a little more positive. The Kentucky Derby Trail continues today. Where and how? Well, yeah, it's a, it's a big day. There's uh, derby prep races, you could say, at Gulfstream, Aqueduct, and, and the uh, Southwest being run at uh, Oakland Park. The interesting one is the Holy Bull at Gulfstream sees uh, the uh, Breeders' Cup juvenile winner, Fierceness, uh, who is basically the early Kentucky Derby favorite, making his uh, first start today So uh, for Todd Pletcher. So we'll see what happens uh, today at the Holy Bull with Fierceness. So I say to you, happy trails. <laughs> Thank you, Larry. And that's In Case You Missed It, sponsored by RS Bulk Propane on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Are you looking for a reliable propane supplier for your home or business? Look no further than RS Bulk Propane, Canadian-owned and family-operated. With our premium propane solutions, you'll experience warmth like never before. We offer competitive prices, automated deliveries, and exceptional customer service. Don't let the cold get the best of you. Stay cozy with RS Bulk Propane. Visit rspropane.com or call us today at 855-225-0225. This is pretty exciting for us. Larry and I are thrilled to be joined by a young man named Fraser Abley. He is an apprentice jockey, really made a name for himself out west, but now he is all Woodbine all the time although he is in Ocala, Florida right now. <laughs> Let's bring him onto the show. Welcome to Ponies 24-7, Fraser. Great to have you with us. Thank you guys for having me. It's uh, much appreciated. Well, let's talk about your first win at Woodbine uh, last year. What made that win so special for you? Uh, you know, obviously, the uh, first win at Woodbine is always good. Um, and, you know, Chris Nicole is a very good person and a very good trainer. So I was uh, very happy to get that for her and uh, happy to get that done. And who were you riding? I was riding a horse named Lulu's Lullaby. Um, it was on the turf, I think five, five and a half furlongs. And what was it that worked between the two of you to, to, to taste victory for your first time at Woodbine? Yeah, we broke out of the gates really well, and um, we let the speed go, and we kind of just settled off the pace, and... Uh, when we kind of hit the quarter pole and when I asked for a little bit more, she started running for me really good and we finished up and we ended up winning. 
And it was extra special for you because apparently your parents drove from Vancouver to Toronto to oh. watch to watch you uh, <laughs> win. But sadly, your sister Andy was not there to cheer you on. Talk about this. Yeah, you know, my parents, uh, they're very supportive and they'll do everything they can for me. And uh, yeah, they ended up being there and Krista actually let them in the picture, which was good. Have there been victories since that last October? I think uh, I ended up winning 16 races at Woodbine. Big thanks to all the trainers and owners that uh, supported me along the way, and a big thank you to my agent, Jerry Olguin. For you, riding on the Woodbine turf was something different. Uh, was that something that took you a while to get adjusted to? Obviously it didn't because you yeah. won on it. So. <laughs> 16 <laughs> times. <Yeah. laughs> you wanna, the first time I actually ever rode on the turf was that race there, and we ended up winning. So. Wow. Yeah, was it difficult to adjust to it? Because uh, you were basically riding on dirt at Hastings Park all the time, right? And then all of a sudden you're going on to probably one of the best turf courses in North America. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's definitely a big change, but uh, I think I adjusted to it pretty quick. I'm still stuck on the fact that you won 16 races at Woodbine from that first victory in October until the end of the season. That's a, lo- that's a lot of victories in a very short period of time. Yeah, we got rolling a little bit there near the end, <laughs> which was good. Uh, uh, Jerry did a great job uh, helping me out, and uh, it took a little bit of time, but we uh, we started rolling along good. How did you uh, hook up with Jerry? We've had Jerry on the show before. You guys kind of came from a a similar background because Jerry rode at uh, Hastings before he came here to Toronto, and as did you. So how did you guys connect? So um, the trainer that started me out, Jerry actually ended up riding for back back when he was riding. And um, I was talking to him the one day, and I was like, I'm going to head out to Woodbine. Um, you got any recommendations for an agent? And uh, he gave me Jerry's number, and uh, we uh, we hit it off from day one. Jerry did a, was awesome, was like uh, very, very good and very supportive. And what was Jerry's best piece of advice to you when it came to making the move from out west to Woodbine? You know, I don't think it was nearly one particular thing he said. I think it was more the effort he put in. Probably two times a week, we'd go up to the jocks room and he'd be showing me stuff on the Equisizer and we'd just be going over races, watching film, you know. We did a lot together, which worked out really well. So what did you know about Woodbine before you started riding here? Did you know a lot about it or was it something that you kind of learned when you, when you got here? You know, everybody said it was massive, and, uh, you know, you just kind of say, okay, yeah, yeah. And uh, when I got there on uh, the Thursday, I think I rode two or three that day. Um, We come out of the tunnel, and my eyes were just wide open. And did you feel like you fit in right away? You know, as an apprentice jockey, I know that there's a hierarchy, and it's probably a soft and kind hierarchy, but did you feel like you fit in pretty quickly? Uh, not quite, no. Hmm. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I felt kind of out of place for a while. Did any of the other jockeys finally come over to you and, and make you feel welcome? There were a few guys that I knew previously um, that were there, like Alex Marti. Um, he's a very good friend of mine. I knew him from out, out in Vancouver. Um, Justin Stein was very welcoming to me. Um, Rafael Hernandez was very welcoming. Kazushi was very welcoming. Nice. Um, and uh, 
yeah, I started to make a couple friends, and it was all good. And when people realized that you were on a win streak of 16 in a very short period of time, you know I'm hooked on that whole thing. <laughs> I can't get away from <laughs> <Yeah>. it. Yeah. <laughs> but was there, was there, were the arms open a little wider at that point when people realized that you are not only a great guy, but you're also an excellent apprentice jockey? Yeah, you know, everybody, everybody was pretty nice, so it was, uh, it was very good. Well, your agent, Jerry Olgain, he won 2,000 races. What's your goals? Well, at the current moment, my goal is to have a better year than last year, so we're working every day to get better. And what does that entail? What, what, did, what do you mean? So right now, you're galloping uh, in Ocala, Florida. So what does that do to keep your engine going when it comes to thoroughbred horse racing? You know, keeping fit every day and want to win more races and want to keep doing good. What was it about, why did you start at Hastings Park? Um, was it family, obviously, or, or were, were you just close to the track there? Because I'm, I'm familiar where Hastings is. It's kind of like a downtown track, right? So why, why the connection with Hastings? Me and my dad went to a yearling sale, and um, I met Steve Henson, and I met Scott Williams, and I met his wife, Bailey, and I uh, met a bunch of very, very nice people, and we got a real warm and welcoming feel, and uh, that's kind of I kind of decided that's where I was going to start at. And did your size have anything to do with that as well? Well, if you look at me, I kind of look like a jockey, so <laughs> I think that kind of helped a little bit. <laughs> Which is a good thing. <laughs> yeah. And why Woodbine? You know, you really made a name for yourself out west. Why Why did you decide that Woodbine was where you wanted to go next? Well, it's the most prestigious racetrack in Canada, and I think you've got to put it within the top five in North America, and uh, I think it's a place you want to try and break in if you can. So we're in 2024. Obviously, one goal is you want to win more races at Woodbine than what you won in 2023. What are some of the other goals? Maybe Sovereign Award for leading apprentice jockey or what? Yeah, you know, that'd be an amazing accomplishment. Um, obviously, I just try and take everything day by day, and I'm very blessed for everything that we've accomplished so far. But uh, yeah, I think day by day, I mean, a Sovereign Award would be a very, very good accomplishment if we can get it, but uh, I think uh, kind of just got to take race by race, day by day. What about a horse that you would really like to ride? There's so many. Mm-hmm. A fast one. <laughs> yeah. A fast one that wins races, that's right. <laughs> and it likes all surfaces. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I want to talk about your riding style, Fraser. Um, yes. Are you considered... Uh, one that likes to be up on the pace, or do you like to, uh, you know, close from off the pace? How would you uh, itemize yourself? I think I can do a little bit of everything. I think I can come. I can come from behind a little bit. I think I can stalk quite a bit, and I'm totally okay with being on the front. I think I can do a little bit of everything. And you mentioned earlier that first race that you won back in October of last year that you you pretty much asked for a little more from the horse that you were riding, from Lullaby Lulu. Lulu Lullaby. I can't remember which it is. <laughs> Lulu's Lullaby. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> but you asked for more from her, and you got it. How did you do that? I settled her down, and uh, I got her into a real uh, relaxed stride where she wasn't using too much of herself. And uh, when I asked her to use that little bit more, she gave it to me. When you were growing up, when was it that you decided that you wanted to become a jockey? And secondly, 
were you involved in, in the horse racing business while you were growing up and maybe there was a, a jockey that you were following that you said, gee, you know, I kind of like what he's doing. I want to, I want to ride like that guy or girl. Um, I'd say about 13, 12, 13 years old. I kind of figured out I wanted to be a jockey. Um, funny story. Uh, well, I've been around horses my entire life. Um, like we, my parents had, uh, me on one of those miniature little ponies when I was like three months old. Um, <laughs> And when I was about, I think, 12 or 13, a family friend took us to the local uh, racetrack. And uh, I said, that's kind of what I want to do. So I'm going to ask a very personal question. I've looked you up, and you're a handsome young man. How is your social life, or do you have one when you're so committed to horse racing, and particularly at Woodvine? That's a question. Um, <laughs> it is a question, um, yeah. <laughs> Maybe not a good one, but... <laughs> my social life kind of consists around horse racing, and I play quite a bit of golf. But, uh, yeah, I tried to focus on horse racing, you know, social interactions, and uh, play a little golf. Um, but uh, if you're asking if I have a girlfriend, the answer is <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, before we let you go, Fraser, uh, quick question for you. You obviously seem to be you know, in charge of your career, you're in Ocala right now, uh, basically working horses in the morning. When will we see you here at Woodbine? And do you, will you have like a regime to keep, you know, yourself fit in that in the meantime? Yeah. You know, I go to the gym quite a bit and, uh, I'm playing golf, so I'm getting lots of exercise and sunshine. So, uh, and obviously I'm galloping and breezing horses. So I'm staying, I'm staying quite active and I'm staying fit. Um, I expect I'll be back to Woodbine at the start of April. Start of April, I'd like to be back in Toronto. Yeah, their, their season opens a little bit later in April. And when you return, you will look to win many, many more races. And then you'll start looking for a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, well, it might be a couple of years down the road about that with the girlfriend. We'll see. <laughs> All right. I'm case closed. I'm not going to mention it again. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. okay. Well, good luck this year. Thanks for doing this, Fraser, and uh, we'll talk again soon. Yeah, of course, anytime. Thank you guys very much for having me on. It's much appreciated. Such a pleasure. You're terrific. When we come back, Woodbine Thoroughbred jockey Sheena Ryan joins us on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Follow us on Twitter at 1059theregion. We'll be right back. Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HPIBet.com, the number one betting site for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 500 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to HPIBet.com to join for free today. Pineview Hyundai, the smart choice of automobile dealerships, combining horses and horsepower. For over 35 years, the Romeo family has been a part of the Ontario thoroughbred racing industry, and they want to invite you to visit their Pineview dealership and view their award-winning Hyundai lineup today and take advantage of some hot summer savings deals. Come see us at 3790 Highway 7 in Vaughan. Call us at 905-851-2851 to make an appointment or visit our website, pineviewauto.com, and see why Pineview Hyundai remains the smart choice. 
Ontario Racing, the excitement of thoroughbred, standard bred, and quarter horse racing at 15 racetracks. We are the voice of the Ontario horse racing industry, and we direct breed improvement programs, set annual race dates, and work on attracting new horse owners and race fans. Ontario Racing is committed to supporting a vibrant industry with one vision, working together for a stronger horse racing community. To get your horsepower, go to OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing, three breeds, one vision. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Very excited to welcome back to our show the fearless and formidable Woodbine jockey, Sheena Ryan. Welcome. This has been a really rough go for you. How are you feeling now, Sheena? Um, I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, you know, it's been a journey, that's for sure. <laughs> it's been a journey, but yes, I'm feeling pretty good overall. So where are you with the journey, Sheena? Physically, I'm doing pretty good. I think I'll need to book another appointment to get a surgery on my elbow to get the metal removed. It's not really sitting well with the arm, but other than that, I'm pain-free. I'm moving really well. Every like I have no complaints. Like I'm I'm doing very well. I feel very lucky and blessed to be where I'm at. Do you think it's okay with you? You know, psychologically, if we go back in time and explain exactly what happened, I hate for you to relive the accident, but I think that we we need to know what happened. Okay, so um, it was a morning accident. It wasn't uh, racing. It was a. I think it was like eight thirty, eight forty-five in the morning. Um, I was doing a second or third breeze on a really promising horse who was unraced at the time. And uh, I know her barn name was Lucy. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, we finished a great three-eighths breeze, 37 and change in hand. Everybody was super happy. I'm galloping out. And um, there's always the same spot that we pull up and stop on the racetrack where we teach the horses to stop. And as I'm slowing down to stop, something odd happened. Um, it was, I almost thought the horse was going to have a heart attack or something because she felt really weird, but she just turned and galloped right into the outside rail and she didn't even try to jump it. She just ran into it. It was almost like she couldn't see. And unfortunately for me, it was cement on the other side. So I flew off, shattered my right elbow and broke my left knee. The horse was caught up in the fence. And then she was scrambling to get up. I tried to get out of the way, and unfortunately, I couldn't. She fell down on my side and crushed my pelvis, and then I broke my back and my neck as well. So, wow. <laughs> and then I went to Sunnybrook, and that's where it all began, I guess. And how long ago was this? This was on Mother's Day, not last year, but the year before. What happened to the horse? Did they did they check the horse to see if there there was a an issue uh, with it or, or, or what? Um, I spoke with them after. They said the horse was okay. She had a couple scrapes and cuts. Unfortunately, she was never really the same after that accident. Mm. I think it may have affected her. And they did get her to race and stuff. They didn't find anything wrong with her. Like, she's never done anything like that. They decided, I think, at the end of that year, I think they gave her away and she's 
now like a little girl's riding horse or something jumping or something like that. Mm. So she didn't make it as a racehorse, but at least she's okay and she's got a new career. And it, um, as far as I know, I think that she's doing well in that. Do you harbor any resentment toward her? No, I don't. No, uh, I didn't think so. I don't believe any animals really want to hurt you. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, sometimes I think the universe or God or whatever you believe in sometimes redirects you onto a new path. <laughs> and I feel like that was kind of my redirection, like, <laughs> wake up. So I don't think it was the horse's fault. I feel like, I don't know, it just sometimes things happen and they kind of shift you and make you change in some way. And you lived to tell the story. I mean, by what you've just told us, it's just incredible that you survived. And I'm so glad you did. Thank God. (laughs) No, thank God. Yes, yes, yes. Well, you, you mentioned, Sheena, it was 2022. What's it been like for you? rehabbing all this time, you know, to try to get back in the, in, in the saddle and, and race ride again. Is, is there, you know, how, how are you, how are you feeling and how are you, are you mentally about it? To be honest, Larry, it's been a journey like 2022 when I was in the hospital, it was a lot of physical healing, um, you know, concussion and broken bones and all that fun stuff. Um, It was challenging, and I had to deal with a lot of anger. Like, there was anger and resentment at that time because you think, why did this happen to me, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And then last year, it was more mental and emotional healing, I would say. And um, I've decided that I'm not going to be returning to the racetrack as a jockey. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm, I'm done now. I've officialize that I guess last year I kind of came to terms with it you know there was a grieving process as well because that was my childhood dream I got to live it I got to do it I I'm happy with my career Um, it didn't end the way that I would have liked but at the same time um, I feel differently about it where any other accident I've had before I was like couldn't wait to get back couldn't wait to get back where this time I was like I, you know, this was serious. It was the most serious accident I've ever had. My family was like, we don't want you to go back either, you know, because they're scared. And, um, yeah, it was, you know, last year was tough. It was tough trying to figure out what your new chapter is going to be, right? Yep. And, Sheena, what is your new chapter going to be, and what is it already? So, um, as you guys, uh, I teach yoga. And um, so I'm collaborating with other people in the area with yoga. Um, I'm also a licensed hypnotist, um, rewiring, helping people rewire their brains as I have rewired mine. And, And I'm also an emotion code practitioner. So I help people release emotional baggage, traumas, anxiety, depression, all the things that I kind of have dealt with and still deal with. Um, I want to help people with all of this. And also, like, if you guys saw me in person or if anybody saw me, they would never believe that I was crushed and almost died because of how I look and stuff and move. And I think I need to share that with the world so other people can do this. I'm not special. It's just learning new ways of doing this. So this is my new business, and I'm 
I'm just learning to figure this whole thing out, but that's my direction is helping people that have been through similar things. You're most qualified to help the person you used to be. So I guess that's my direction. <laughs> right on, Sheena. Well done. And and just before, Larry has many questions to ask, so do I, but how can people reach out to you right now who've heard what you have to say and might be seeking your help? How can they find you? Um, you can find me on social media, um, I, I know I have a lot of uh, race, you know, equestrians, race trackers, uh, Sheena Ryan on Facebook or Instagram. My business is called The Healing Movement. Um, I have my website. Um, so, yeah, any any social outlets or, you know, we can be tagged in this and they can find me that way. Sheena, if a, a young person came up to you and said that they were interested in getting into race riding... What advice would you give them? I would first, you know, train hard. You know, you need to be very strong. Everybody knows that, I think. Um, and not just physically strong, but also mentally mm-hmm. and emotionally. So learn how to love yourself mm. because there's going to be people that are going to criticize you, that are going to judge you. There's going to be some hard times and you're the one who needs to have your own back. So I would suggest really getting to know who you are and loving who you are and allowing that to guide you as you go on your journey because it is blood, sweat and tears at times in this sport. Yeah. You know, you mentioned your family. Who's been by your side through this particular part of your journey, Sheena? Um, my mom. Oh, that's lovely. <laughs> she, uh, yeah, she, uh, well, and my dad too, but my mom, you know, she was, she used to be a nurse, <laughs> luckily mm. enough for me. She's retired and she was able to come and stay at the hospital and really help me. And then I stayed with my parents while I was recovering once I got out of the hospital. So I was really fortunate to have that support. And um, I'm, you know, I'm pretty lucky my parents Although they may not always understand what my new journey is, they always support, even if they don't understand. And I think that's that's what love is, you know. And and good parenting, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, because it can be hard, you know. Yeah. Like, my mom was nervous when I became a jockey, and rightly yeah. so. Um, I gave up an accounting to career to do that and live my dream, and she was scared, but she was also my biggest fan, so... You know, it is hard, but you you can't hold back. I I don't regret anything, even with the accidents. Live your dream. You know, anything can happen any day. So don't be afraid to live. Go out there and live it. You know, you've mentioned accidents, but you've also said accidents, plural. So let if you're, again, I don't want to push you, but if you're able to tell us what accidents happened to you leading up to the big one that was life-changing. Well, it's funny enough, uh, my mom was the one who came up with this analogy. Mm-hmm. The year I, in 2021, I wanted to pull out my jocks license that year. And that spring, in May again, a horse flipped over on me and I broke my pelvis. But I broke my pelvis open in an open fashion. So that was my first huge thing. I recovered from that. And then I rode my first race. I fell off in my very first race and I broke my left arm. (laughs) (laughs) 
then I came back and I won my first race after. <laughs> and, you know, uh, bruised ribs and just minor injuries throughout the years. And then the year before in 2021, I fell off and was severely concussed and I broke my left collarbone, recovered from that. And then the following spring, that's when I, the horse fell on me in this most recent accident and my pelvis was broke in a closed fra- um, fashion. So my mom's like, hey, you know, the year before you were a jockey, you broke it open like an open book. And then the last time is it's like you're closing the book. And I'm like, hey, well, I don't want my pelvis to be a book anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, on a positive note, the best horse you ever rode. Oh, that's a challenge, Larry. There's been some good ones. <laughs> we try to um, challenge. <laughs> yeah. There's a test um, afterwards, by the way. <laughs> After the interview, oh, yeah. there's a test. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know my biggest win like purse money was with Al Baron for Mike Mateen. It was the Muskoka Stakes, a little chestnut filly. Um, I've ridden so many good ones though, because even if I didn't race them, I rode some breeder cup breeders cup, uh, placed horses like fatal bullet hunters Bay. Like there's, um, but winning wise, who there's been a few actually, um, What's that horse's name? Mark Cassie bought it off of Point. Her lat, Part of her name is Point, but she won some big races. I know for the Brooks Brothers, I rode a few first-time starters, and they usually sold them after the first race because they were so good. Mm-hmm. But, you know, somebody bought them like, you're always selling our horses. <laughs> <laughs> but it was good for them, right? And Galena Point, that was she yeah. was one of the good ones yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's been a few of them, Larry. Like, that's a hard question here. Huh? Put, put you on the spot. But you answered it very well, yeah. <laughs> quite frankly. <laughs> so, Sheena, a lot of what you're doing now is cerebral. You know, yoga is physical, but it's also a very mind oriented movement. And the hypnotherapy and all of the other things that you're doing to help other people, but you're also helping yourself while you're going through this. Does horse racing ever creep into your your conscience or your conscious or into your dreams you know i know that you've moved on from it but does it ever creep its way back into your your full consciousness or into your dreams i do feel like i'm not done with the racetrack hmm. um i feel like maybe i'm meant to come back in a new way maybe not as a jockey but maybe to come and share some of this stuff with people i used to actually teach yoga at woodbine racetrack Um, so maybe that will start up again this year. I'm not sure. I don't think that I'm, you know, it's my racetrack family. I do, I do love that community. I do love the sport. I love that atmosphere. Um, I just, something's changed. You know, when something's changed, you know, you hit a new chapter and you're like, I'm not the same. Like I'm, I, you know, I can't see myself ever putting jockey clothes back on and going out, but I, I don't see myself walking away completely either. So maybe there's a new way of me being there. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. you know, so I glad wonder to hear about that, that myself. So yeah. glad to hear that. Yeah. Woodbine will be thrilled to hear that. And you can just come back as a fan, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Like yeah. I have, you know, I went up to the races last year and I actually had a one of the, I think he's a groom for a trainer. He saw me and he, he double-taked and he stopped and he was just staring at me. He's, 
I thought you were hurt. And I was like, yeah, I was. And he's looking at me like, well, you, you can't be hurt. And almost looking like, you know, somehow I might have faked the whole thing or something. And I'm like, I didn't fake it. I had bars out of my pelvis for three months. That wasn't a fake accident. But that's how much I've been able to heal in it. And really, I've been able to do this because of the support from the racetrack. Yeah. You know, the, the community really came together and financially supported me. And it, it lifted that burden off so that I could take the time to really heal, learn new things, and really give myself what I needed to heal and get me into the, the place that I am now. Um, so that's, you know, to give back to the racetrack would really fill my heart because they've given me so much as well. So yeah, that is part of the dream in a way like that. You're saying that the racetrack that's, I want to give them what they've given me because it's, it was huge. Mm-hmm. Well, Sheena, good luck in all your new ventures and, and thanks for doing this. It's much appreciated. Oh, thanks, Larry. Thanks for having me on, guys. It was amazing. Um, always a pleasure to be on the show. You know, I think it's great that you're, you know, it's bringing new awareness and new conversations so people can open their minds. And, you know, it, it, there's so much out there. And life is fun. Mm. You know, it's not all struggles. I know that we struggle, but I mean, sometimes you got to look for the glimmers yep. in life. You are so inspiring. Thank you, Sheena. Thank you for joining us on Ponies 24-7. Wow. Thank you for having me, and I really appreciate you guys. And, and like, Happy New Year. <laughs> I know it's February now, February 3rd, and uh, but the Chinese New Year's coming up, so Happy New Year. <laughs> and you as well. Go get fat choy. Thanks, Sheena. Thanks, Sheena. <laughs> Thank you. Coming up after the break, standard red driver Bob McClure, who himself is on the road to recovery from an accident. He'll be speaking about it on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, next. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Are you looking for a reliable propane supplier for your home or business? Look no further than RS Bulk Propane, Canadian owned and family operated. With our premium propane solutions, you'll experience warmth like never before. We offer competitive prices, automated deliveries, and exceptional customer service. Don't let the cold get the best of you. Stay cozy with RS Bulk Propane. Visit rspropane.com or call us today at 855-225-0225. Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HPIBet.com, the number one betting site for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 500 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to HPIBet.com to join for free today. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. We are so pleased to be joined again by really a great friend of the show, harness driver Bob McClure. He's famous, he's fabulous, but he is sidelined right now, and for a particular reason that had nothing to do with harness racing. Welcome to the show, what happened, Bob McClure? 
Oh, nothing quite as sexy as you'd think. It was, uh, <laughs> I was on a snowmobile and, uh, we were done our ride, me and, uh, another driver and we were out for four hours and ripping around incident free. And just as I was pulling in the driveway, um, hit a small patch of ice back end slid out carbides grabbed it. I kind of just tipped off and it was a nothing incident. It's just, I happened to land in the worst possible spot on my hip and fractured my femur. So how long are you going to be on the sidelines, Bob? Uh, the no, no, there's been no timeline put on it yet. Uh, I, I would say after having a broken pelvis and a broken arm and so on and so forth, I think I'm the best judge of when I can come back. So, mm. uh, I'm, I'm not putting any dates on right now, but it, uh, I'd say the, the goal I'd shoot for would be early April. And Bob, does it make you rethink recreational activities? <clears throat> Not from a harness racing point of view, but mm. certainly from a dad point of view, <laughs> I was pretty disappointed in myself after, you know, for the first few days. Uh, my other accidents, I got hurt racing, and I can live with that. That's what I do for a living. That's it's just no, you know, it's unavoidable. Uh, but I could have chosen not to go on that snowmobile that day. And, my, you know, I spent a lot of time. I used to go skating with my one son playing hockey. I used to go every Wednesday and, you know, a lot of Sundays and, go to his hockey games and now I'm not skating with him and I'm not in his hockey mm-hmm. tournament. And you know, my other son's going to be too soon. It's time to start, you know, tobogganing and stuff and I can't do that. So I feel like I selfishly deprived them of having me around for a whole winter, which is pretty sad for me. Um, but, uh, I mean, I, th- I'll have to make it up to them next winter. That's mm-hmm. all. <laughs> and how did you explain this to them? You know, they're young, they're sponge like, they look up to you. How did you explain what happened and why? Well, the young two-year-old that seems to love dive-bombing my left leg every chance he gets, I don't think I've explained anything clear enough quite yet because he does not seem to understand there's a broken bone there. <laughs> or he does, one or the other. But uh, And my oldest son, he, he, he was pretty upset that I wasn't home for four or five days in the hospital. But other than that, it was a... He rides his four-wheeler around our farm a lot, and I'm always preaching he has to be careful and everything like that. And he, uh, I think it was an eye opener to him just how real that, you know, the danger on them are. So hopefully, uh, if anything came out of it, was an awareness for him. He has to be careful. And of course, uh, tonight is the O'Brien Awards in Charlottetown, and you were expected to be there to uh, uh, sit with the people with Sylvia Hanover, correct? I don't think I was ever gonna make it down there. You no? know, a PEI is uh, an inconvenient place to have it. Um, yeah. You know, there was only a flight out. Even if I was, if I was racing, I would have wanted to race Friday, Saturday, and there was only a flight in Friday and a flight home Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I was going to make it anyway. And it was pretty upsetting because uh, a, one of my main trainers, Mark Getzel, and he's a real good close friend of mine, he's up for four awards, uh, Horseman, uh, Trainer of the Year, and two of the horses. So I would have really liked to have been there for him. And obviously, I'd, I would expect Sylvia Hanover to win uh, Horse of the Year. So it would have been cool to be a part of that, too. But maybe I'll make it down to Orlando for the Dan Patch for Sylvia. <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> Back to the O'Brien Awards. You were uh, a winner, Driver of the Year, a previous winner. What's so special about the O'Brien Awards? Not about the event necessarily, although it's a gathering of like minds, uh, but just the prestige attached to it and the, and the honor if you are a winner, even if you're nominated. I would say uh, the recognition of your success is it means a lot. And, uh, you know, in 2016, I was nominated for the first time. I went on a really big dash run and won the dash title. 
And I don't think there's been another time that a B-track driver has been nominated, not in my lifetime anyway. And uh, that was really special to me, even though I was runner-up. And then um, again in, uh, I think, 2018, I was nominated again, and um, Louis Waugh won. And uh, then in 2019, I was nominated again, and I thought I had it that year up in Cambo, and I got beat again. So I had three runner-ups <laughs> leading up to finally getting it done. And uh, I tell you, it sure made it special, but... Every year I was second, I was hungrier and hungrier and hungrier. Mm-hmm. I was getting kind of personal towards the end. But uh, then, you know, now then you look at it every day, and it's a, it's a pretty amazing thing to look back on that you were awarded the top driver in the whole country of great drivers. Uh, Bob, you alluded earlier to Sylvia Hanover being probably Horse of the Year at the O'Briens uh, tonight. Uh, I think we've asked you this before, but... You're you're pretty close to her. You drive her all the time. What makes her so special? I well, I've, I I think uh, I've I've said it on your show before. She just seems to have three lungs. Really? You know, there's no end to her. And um, because she got a little funny in the way she wanted to race, she kind of went when she wanted to go. Well, other drivers, being as great as they are, started to figure out what she did and. You know, they started making every race into a sprint, trying to beat her that way. Well, then, to my surprise and everybody else's, you found out that nobody could sprint with her either. So now you've got a horse that's perfect gated, sound, has three lungs and can go a mile and a half if you need to, but she's also faster than you. <laughs> you know, she was a, it was a, she's a lethal, lethal threat, and uh, there was a lot of times where, you know, it didn't matter what trip she got, she was simply unbeatable. That's how good she was. And she has a mind of her own, that, that you have said, and, and we understand that. So when she's racing, is she responding to the other horses or to the driver? Uh, she responds to both, but um, I know when early in her career, when she got to the front, she might let up, but when one came at her, mm-hmm. she was never letting one by. And then um, to this year, she, she was a lot more sensible this year, but this year it got to where she was very aware she was racing, and she wasn't letting horses beat her, you know. She was running them down and chasing them, and <laughs> she she definitely raced the other horses a lot. So here we are, February the third. Uh, what is her status now? Is she back in training, or is she still let down for a bit more? From what I understand, she's back in training. I think she started back jogging last week, mm-hmm. but um, it's a little early in the year to start checking on your superstars, yeah. but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I believe she's back jogging now, so uh, it'd be nice to get over and maybe see her one of these days, maybe when the ice melts and I can waddle a little faster. <laughs> yeah, and that brings up a question. You must miss the activity, the action, the racetrack. You know, it's got to be hard for you to stay away. Uh, well, it's yes and no. I mean, it's a pretty stagnant time of year. Um, they're the same horses every night. Um a lot of cheaper horses, so it's not that exciting a time to be racing. It's cold, it's muddy, it's not a bad time to be down. And, uh, you know, after you have a long stake season, usually December and January, you really enjoy, um, you know, just the, the stress relief and the relaxation. And then about halfway through February and into March, you start getting hungry again, you start getting ramped up, you start watching replays from big races, and you start really getting excited about the big guns coming back and, you know, the Grand Circuit races and getting back into that uh, 
real, real big push again. So it's a break for you, but it's also because of a break. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I, I probably would have taken a little bit more time even if I hadn't broke anything, but uh, I, I took the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the, that's the way you do things. You never do things easily. You work hard at it. <laughs> Yeah, well, I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about 2023, Bob. It was a pretty decent year for you, right? Yeah, it was. Anytime you can get $6 million in purses, it's a good year. Uh, I drove a lot of really nice horses, and, um, you know, it was, a, it was a fresh year for me, too, you know, be, kind of being out from uh, determination, and uh, it was, uh, I'd say it was very successful. I had... Uh, Many grand circuit races, and I did a lot of traveling still. I was able to stay home a little bit more. And, um, you know, it was, I'd say all in all, it was a very successful year. If I could have uh, the year I had in 2023, if I could duplicate that in 2024, it would be a success. And is there a chance you can? I would say absolutely. And I was feeling pretty hungry this year. I did set out I wanted to do more driving um, this summer. I want to drive more days, more tracks, um, more often. And, um, the last couple of summers, I've prioritized time with family um, quite a bit. And uh, now that Ryder can come to the races with me and stuff like that, I think I can merge them a little bit better and spend a little bit more time at the track. Will you change your driving style because of this accident? No, no. Okay. I, I don't even believe I have a driving style. I believe I'm <laughs> very adaptable. I can do, uh, I can be aggressive. I can be uh, tactical. I don't think uh, I'd change that. I, I've always kind of just run on instinct, and uh, I never put a ton of um, a ton of weight on the program and sub stuff like that. I kind of like to go in. Horses are different every week, so sometimes they feel good, sometimes they don't. I rely on instinct a lot more than I do um, a set strategy. So besides Sylvia Hanover, Bob, uh, there were some other good horses that you drove last year. Are you looking forward to driving them again this year? I'm really looking forward to, uh, well, obviously Sylvia Hanover, but um, there was a, a two-year-old colt that I drove for Ian Moore. I picked him up for the super final, mm-hmm. and he ended up winning at a long shot. And that was a great surprise and a great icing on the cake for the year. And um, he ended up going down to Indiana for the Breeders' Crown, and I won the elimination of the Breeders' Crown, and then uh, he ended up third in the final. And he was awesome at the end of the year. So I was, uh, I'm was i really looking forward to him coming back. I think he can, if he takes a step in the right direction, he can be a real serious grand circuit threat. And um, two two-year-old trotters they drove last year were, um, were absolutely uh, killers at the end. There was Griff and uh, Willow Time. And Willow Time won the Super Final, and uh, Griff... I think he was second. So looking forward to those two coming back. Uh, well, at some point, I'm going to have to make a decision on which one I stick with, but hopefully they can make that decision for me and make it easy. Harness racing drivers are a tightly knit group. Who have you heard from after this accident? They've all reached out. They, they're all, uh, yeah, they're all pretty good guys. We look after each other, you know, off the track pretty good. Uh, for example, there was probably six of them here um, two days ago for a little get-together, so... You know, it was nice seeing them, nice catching up, played some cards. So, no, it's uh, they, they check in, and I think a lot of them, too, when they're going to the gate and it's muddy and five degrees out, they're going, man, Bob's lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, you're 
one of the top drivers on, on, on the circuit and that. Now that you're not driving, are you still keeping abreast of what's going on at uh, in the industry in general, especially Woodbine Mohawk Park? Are you still watching the races or what? No, I don't think I haven't watched one single race, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> well, wonderful to have you with us. And you sound really positive about your reentry into uh, horse racing, which sounds fantastic. And some lessons learned as well. I think some of them taught by your two boys. <laughs> and we, yeah, right. we wish you all the best. And I look forward to speaking with you again when you're back um, in the bike again. That sounds good to me. Hopefully sooner than later. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks, Bob. Thanks for doing this. Anytime. My pleasure. After the break, Larry Simpson looks at some racing action today around North America, including Woodbine Mohawk Park and some other racing at several other North American tracks. So please make sure your HPI accounts and Dark Horse app are ready to work overtime today. Stay with us for Larry's Ponies Picks of the Day, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Discover a new breed of excitement with Live Horse Racing. Ontario Racing represents 15 racetracks where you can experience the excitement of thoroughbred, standard bred, and quarter horse racing. To find the racetrack nearest you, go to OntarioRacing.com. New to betting? Check out our Betting 101 page and learn about the HPI Bet Wagering platform and the Dark Horse app, the best and safest online betting options. Get your horsepower at OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing. Three breeds, one vision. The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie racetracks since 1950. The HBPA promotes the exchange of ideas to further advance, market and preserve live racing in Ontario while offering new thoroughbred ownership opportunities. Membership to the HBPA is free for owners and trainers. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca. Pineview Hyundai, the smart choice of automobile dealerships, combining horses and horsepower. For over 35 years, the Romeo family has been a part of the Ontario thoroughbred racing industry, and they want to invite you to visit their Pineview dealership and view their award-winning Hyundai lineup today and take advantage of some hot summer savings deals. Come see us at 3790 Highway 7 in Vaughan. Call us at 905-851-2851 to make an appointment or visit our website, pineviewauto.com, and see why Pineview Hyundai remains the smart choice. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. So before we wrap up our show, what would Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, be without Larry, oh, sorry, without a couple of possible betting gems and opportunities? This is the Ponies Picks of the Day segment of our show. It's one of my favorite, and it's sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. No pressure, Larry. 
Pressure. <laughs> Under pressure. pressure. Yeah, that was a song, right? It was. Yeah. Thank, I think it was David Bowie. Yep. No, or no, was it Queen? Queen. Queen. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Phil, our producer. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Well, let's start at Gulfstream Park. They have a 12 race stakes uh, field card today, including the grade three Holy Bull stakes, which we spoke about, um, which is a points race for the Kentucky Derby. But race eight, though, is the grade three Sweet Chance stakes for three-year-old fillies. It's a mile and a 16th on the turf. Eight fillies have been entered, including number seven, the Irish bred Milliat who turned up for this race with a nice second-place finish in the Wait a While Stakes at Gulfstream on December 9th. In that race, Milliat closed well after being off a step slow and was five wide in the stretch to miss by a neck. That was her first start since September 29th, where she made her debut in Ireland and won that race and ran on well after the finish. She's done nothing wrong in two starts and has worked steadily since December 31st. Trainer Jack Sisterson is a nice 20% with horses off 31 to 60 days. So Gulfstream Park, race 8, number 7, Milliad. Santa Anita has a 10 race card today, including the running of the Robert B. Lewis stakes for 3-year-olds and a points race for the Kentucky Derby. Race 8, though, is a stakes race, the Grade 3 Thunder Road stakes. It's one mile on the turf for a purse of $100,000. Compact field of eight have been entered, including number eight, Great King. This guy made his first start ever in California on January 7th after racing at Aqueduct in October, and what a return race it was, as Great King was inside, then went too wide and closed well to finish second, missing the win by a half a length. I like the fact that Great King showed a new style of racing in that last start, and I also like seeing jockey Frankie DeTore back in the saddle again today. Trainer Simon Callahan is 38% with horses that are making their second start off a 45 to 180 day layoff. And he has worked Great King twice since that last race, including a five furlong, one minute and one handily on January 27th. So Santa Anita, race eight, number eight, Great King. Woodby Mohawk Park has an 11 race card tonight. Race 11 is a one mile pace, a purse of $21,000. 10 have been entered, including number seven, Larceny, who got away seventh from the inside rail post and was ten and a half lengths out of it at the first call. He did get into gear later, though, and closed well for second with a last quarter in 27 flat. This guy was making his first start after two Mohawk qualifiers in January and another starting, and starting for the final time on November 30th. And with tonight being the second start off the layoff, this guy looks primed and ready. So Woodbine Mohawk Park, race 11, number 7, Larceny. Also uh, at Woodbine Mohawk Park, last week you may recall at Woodbine Mohawk Park, we selected a horse by the name of Somewhere in Tuscany as a good play after being a pony's pick that didn't deliver the week before. He did deliver with a nice win last week. And with this in mind, we had the same scenario in race five tonight with number five, Alabama Hannah, who we selected last week. And this girl raced well to finish third at 13 to one odds. She did show some pace last week leaving the gate from post eight to have the lead and then follow along to finish third. To me, she showed enough and looks like she is ready to run back to her good form in December before the layoff. She gets a better post tonight and should get a cozy trip from the five hole and to me is a horse that is worth having a look at again tonight. Woodby Mohawk Park, race five, number five, Alabama Hannah.
Thank you, Larry. Always a pleasure. See you next Saturday. And a quick shout out to Mark at Fans of Horse Racing. Hello, Mark. <laughs> Goodbye and thank you all for joining us for this edition of Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Just a wee reminder, if you would like to receive a free digital copy of the current issue of Ponies 24-7 magazine, by the way, a new one will be released shortly, please email Larry Simpson at theponies247experience at gmail.com. And please don't forget about the Ponies 24-7 lymphoma Canada campaign, Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma. For more information on this, go to the landing page, lymphoma.ca slash ponies. Please donate to this very worthy cause. Stay with 105.9 The Region all weekend long. Thank you so much for listening. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine with Ann Romer and Larry Simpson has been brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Tune in next Saturday morning at 8 for more from the world of horse racing. This is 105.9 The Region.